Hello, my name is Cecilia, and I'm the founder of Jesus Otaku, an anime outreach ministry out of Saddleback Church in Southern California. Thank you so much to Love Thy Nerd for giving me the opportunity to talk to you all about how to be the love of Jesus to the anime otaku community. So, who are the otaku? What are the common hurts in this community? What is it that attracts people to the anime fandom? During this panel, we'll be discussing how the answers to these questions can help inform our outreach approach in the anime community. Before we go any further, let's get on the same page about what I mean when I say otaku. When I say otaku, I'm not referring to the casual anime fan. I mean otaku as in someone who goes to anime conventions regularly, whose closest friends are the ones they've met at otaku events, someone who loves to cosplay, the kind of person that needs to rent out a storage unit because they have so many figures. That kind of level of anime nerddom. I went to my first anime convention in 2004, and within a couple of years, I started cosplaying. It wasn't long before I started going to every otaku event I could find. I met great people there, and they became my closest friends because I felt like they accepted me for who I really was. This was a time in my life when I was far from Jesus. I had been hurt deeply by the church. So from about 2007 to 2010, anime conventions and otaku events were my substitute for the church. They were the only place where I felt like I could be myself. Being an otaku became my primary identity, and cosplay became my idol. When I lost my job in 2008, I even became a door girl for a Japanese pop dance club that catered to the otaku community. And once or twice a month, I became my cosplay persona. I derived my self-worth by how well I could make an outfit to match the themes, and I got my validation from the pictures that would make it into the LA Weekly. So when I refer to otaku, I think about who I was during that time before I rededicated my life to Jesus. I think about the people who only have in-person community a handful of times scattered across the year. I think what really drew me into the otaku community was that I was in transition, starting a new career, not happy by the role I had to play at work and just exhausted by not being able to just be myself. And when we look at the demographics of the otaku community, most are between the ages of 18 and 25. Usually those are years of transition. Most people in that age group are in school or starting their first job. Many people in that age group are stressed out. In fact, Young adults aged 18 to 25 years have the highest prevalence of serious mental illness at about 7.5% compared to adults aged 26 to 49 years who are about 5%. Additionally, young adults aged 18 to 25 are less likely to receive treatment for mental illness. Another really interesting aspect about the demographics of the otaku community is that it's got a higher percentage of LGBTQ people than the general population. About 30 to 40% of the otaku community identifies as non-heterosexual. And the most recent statistics estimate that about 4.5% of the U.S. population identifies LGBT. Additionally, surveys indicate that about 10 to 15% of the otaku community identifies as transgender or non-binary, 
While studies estimate that only 0.6% of the U.S. population identifies as transgender. And as we all know, the church hasn't always done a good job of loving LGBT people, and many have been hurt by the church. The overwhelming feeling of acceptance that people get from the otaku community make anime conventions and other otaku events a sanctuary for people who have these hurts, who have experienced rejection from their family. Otaku often have a sense of loneliness, a sense of being an outsider, of not fitting in. Many have had the experience of being rejected for who they are. I think the sense of loneliness and feeling like an outsider, but then feeling and then feeling joy and acceptance at anime conventions is illustrated really well in this BuzzFeed video called Why I Cosplay. I was bullied a lot and I never had much self-confidence. I never felt like I was a good enough person. In life, I have low self-esteem. I don't really talk to people. I don't interact with people. In life, I'm what you would say an outsider. Through cosplay, I could become these characters. I could live vicariously with how cool they were. It seems like a lot of people feel the need to become someone else, to strengthen themselves. Why am I doing this? People are going to judge me, probably think I'm a loser or something. I've been to every flea market, every Goodwill, every craft shop, every fashion district every corner of the internet to make this costume. I feel fairly anxious because sometimes you're really not sure how it's going to turn out until you all put it together. And really part of what makes cosplay so beautiful is how people can interpret curves and strange clothing pieces that wouldn't even exist in our world. As I walked down the halls of the convention center, I felt very nervous. People looked at me, but they didn't look at me in a judgmental way. In the cosplay community, there is just so much support and love in such abundance that it's really hard not to feel moved. It's a community where, you're, where they create a safe space for you to just be who you are. Cosplay really can be for anybody. If you have a passion and a will to bring something you love so dearly that there really is no excuse to not try it out. You're there to just express what you love. What cosplay does is it gives you that confidence. 
and it makes it okay to like things that nobody else does. Opens you up to friendships, to people who love the same stuff that you love. And you don't have to be judged. And that's the greatest thing about cosplay. This is why I cosplay. So what is it about anime that attracts otaku? My theory is that the storytelling comes from a culture that is very lonely and spiritually empty. Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Marriages are declining. The birth rate is negative. People work insane hours and only get three to four hours of sleep. They go to cafe and bars where food and drink are not the only items on the menu. Companionship is what they sell. It's a nation suffering from cultural trauma. And it's not just the unhealthy working culture of today. There's a thought that some of these issues are ripple effects from the persecution of Christianity that lasted 250 years. That was three generations where people had to line up every New Year's Day and publicly renounce Christianity or else them and their family would be executed. You can only imagine that this must have had a profound effect on culture, where the idea is if you believe something to be true, of any kind of truth, you have to suppress it. And you develop the stoic reality of not telling anybody what you believe. If you straight out tell a Japanese person what's important to you, they won't believe it. It's like if you say it, it means it's not important. So the storytelling that comes out of this culture is full of characters searching for purpose, finding community, finding connection. And I think that's where the worldwide popularity of anime comes from. There's that part of the human heart, that God-shaped hole in our heart that is even more highlighted by the stories in anime because of the spiritually dark culture it comes from. Less than 1% of Japan is Christian. How does all of this inform our outreach approach? First of all, what is needed is gratuitous friendship. We need to create a safe space where people feel like they can say anything and not be judged. We need to cultivate authentic relationship. And considering the percentage of LGBTQ people in the anime otaku community, there's a 50-50 chance that when you engage with someone, they will be LGBTQ. In the church, there are two main schools of thought around the LGBTQ issue. You might have heard of them. They're the side A and side B positions. The side A church position is that same-sex marriages are fine. There is theology behind it. They have a theology that supports their position. The side B churches emphasize that your primary identity should be that of follower of Jesus and that identity in Christ supersedes any other identity. And that's why the LGBTQ people who go to these churches refer to themselves in different terms. People who go to a side A church will call themselves a gay Christian. And people who go to side B churches refer to themselves as a Christian who is same-sex attracted. LGBTQ people who go to side B churches practice celibacy. And LGBTQ people who go to side A churches are free to marry. 
you should know your church's position because people will ask you that question about what you believe. And when you enter into those difficult conversations, you should keep in mind that everyone is on a very personal journey and everyone's story is unique and that we should respect the lived experience of people with different struggles. And ultimately, the most important thing is getting people one step closer to Jesus. As Jesus Otaku, our purpose is to creatively model the love of Jesus to bring otaku and the church together. And so we go to anime conventions and we tell people, God loves you just the way you are. So knowing the answer to the question, who are otaku, is very important when deciding to outreach to the anime otaku community. Knowing the common hurts of otaku helps us inform how we do outreach. Knowing the needs of the community helps us know how we can serve them. I look forward to talking about this with everyone and looking forward to hearing what the otaku community is like where you are. Thank you.